Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Witchful Thinking by Celestine Martin. Did I say her name right? Celestine? Celestine? Yeah, I don't know. I think this is her debut novel. It is with Forever Publishing. And we like to thank Forever for sending us copies in exchange for our honest review. And welcome to our Halloween episode. (laughs) Or just going in theme with October. I think we're recording ahead of time, but I think with the schedule, I lined this up for Halloween week so we can release it and be all witch themed, which let me get my hat on. I have my witch hat on now. (laughs) Ah, yes. All the podcast listeners can see you have your hat on. (laughs) We need to put this on like reels or something. Uh, Yeah. But for now we have my hat. Um, but yeah, happy Halloween if we if we've got you. If we've got you. Yeah, people are listening to us as they trick or treat. Do people trick or treat anymore? I don't know. I, I like, like stopped it. In our neighborhood, I swear it like only goes on for an hour. Like the city or the Maricopa County is like you can trick or treat from seven to eight and that's it. <laughs> like what? I feel like no one wants to be not like bothered at their home anymore. Like back in the day, I used to just like show up at my neighbor's house all the time. Like that's like not a thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, my sister, brother, and I would run, sprint from house to house. My mom would drive the car and we'd have to like swap out bags, like a full bag for a new bag, because we were psychotic about getting free candy. Yeah, the kids these days, they just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) This actually had nothing to do with Halloween. Nothing to do except uh, the magic and the witches that we associate with Halloween. I was surprised because Forever Publishing at the moment, I feel like it's going with the very like romance, rom-com kind of books, kind of like how Berkeley does does their romance, like uh, what is it called? Sub-publisher um, imprint. Uh, Berkeley is like the imprint, the romance imprint. Forever is kind of the romance imprint as well. So I was shocked that this like almost like fantasy romance is in it. But I guess it's not fully fantasy to like qualify as a fantasy book either. They called it paranormal romance. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It has to be a very specific genre. Like I can't Um, can't list many books that are in that genre. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, it was good. It wasn't scary, which... I mean, I would think paranormal romance would be scary, but also romantic. But this wasn't scary, so that's good. I struggled with her world building. I don't think she did enough. Yeah. So I was thinking as I was going through, like, how I would rate this book. And world building came up low on my rating and writing, which they kind of go hand in hand, writing and world building. And I was like, it's not bad, but it wasn't fully there. It was just like missing something. Like she had this really cool idea to have this like mythical town that like had like, and even like the town itself, I think has these like folklores where like people are scared and they think there's ghosts and stuff like that. And she like has this cool idea, but like, how does this town fit into like the world? Like, are there witches everywhere, but like only in this town? Like, I was unsure because she wrote it in like the u.s like she didn't make up some like random town like this is in new jersey 
Mm-hmm. So like, how does this fit into like the world? Like, are is like they're just random merman walking around here, like in New York City? Like, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I was thinking that when they had made their wish, so like spoiler warning, right? They make a wish, of things start happening, and one of the one of the sisters was like getting good grades in school all of a sudden, and I was like, if you could just use magic to get good grades, that gives the witches like quite an advantage so like that wasn't explained not that it needed to be but it just made me think like are the humans jealous are the humans gonna like turn on the witches are there any checks and balances in place uh which was probably way above what a romance needs to explain but it did make me it did make me have questions i feel like this is similar how discovery witches world is built and it's um like witches demons and vampires living in plain sight in like modern day america but she described it in the beginning of how they do survive in plain sight i i do wish we had a little more backstory besides just like a town that has like witches mm-hmm. um but i guess i think back to like disney rom-com like i'm actually only seen um hocus pocus like once but like i'm sure there's no like backstory there's just like witches in hocus pocus so it has to be it just I think this would be a good Hallmark movie. It'd be a good Hallmark movie. I didn't love all the references to the Berman being like salty, like he tasted salty, he smelled salty. I was like, I don't know. It's a, it's a little on the nose. But um, you know, other than that, like I felt like that could have been part of the world building though, like making the Merman distinct from the witches. But then she also just randomly mentioned like vampires and uh what are those what what are those um statues? Uh gargoyles. Gargoyles. She randomly mentioned gargoyles. like vampire. I was thinking of uh, uh our favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I've yet to read a gargoyle since then until now. <laughs> I mean I digress. I'm reading Vampire Diaries, circle, not Vampire Diaries, um, Zodiac, Acad- Zodiac Academy, which going full circle, I feel like I'm bringing this up all the time now, but <laughs> she ha- they have so many different species. Like they have pegasuses and dragons and vampires and werewolves and phoenixes and all this stuff, but they make it so well that like, it's not this like weird too many species. Like everyone's a fae and they're all like different like scepters of fae and like that's how they kind of like get their energy from like their form mm-hmm. um so it's like not weird that there's like a million creatures but so i feel like you need to be really crafty when you're doing a lot of species because it's easy to like confuse the reader that's why like whenever i try and write fantasy i i don't want to get too many but also like you want to get creative you want to be the same like you don't have a fae or a fairy or which all the time so it's hard okay it's funny that you bring this up because this has been one of my struggles with the book I'm trying to write um, is that I wanted, and this all started after reading Crescent City because I feel like in Crescent City, there are a ton of different types of people, um, but it and it was confusing like in the first hundred pages, but once you got the hang of it, it wasn't confusing anymore. And so at that point, when I was like planning my book, I wanted all these different things writing it is a whole different story like I'm getting confused as the person writing it and so then it's funny that you mentioned Zodiac Academy I feel like I'm gonna have to read that now 
I was thinking, what if I just make them all fey, but they have different like elemental powers within that? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what they do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to need to read Zodiac Academy now to see how they do it because it, it's really hard to put a ton of different species in there and give them all backgrounds because obviously that's world building. I recently also read, uh, what's that TikTok book that you wanted to read that I accidentally read? Uh, something blade or no broken blade broken. I read that and they used fey uh, what's the stuff that's in lord of the rings the creatures elves elves which i have <laughs> an elf book about uh-huh. and I think elves i think of like just tiny little creatures but like, elves, <laughs> like half fey half they were basically non-magical fey and okay. people and again, like, I thought it was cool, but, like, I always just kind of like the Fae and the humans. And I just feel like it's hard. It's just hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, like, how long do these creatures live for? Are they different than humans? Like, how do they coincide with humans? And the common theme so much fantasy books is humans against creatures, I feel like. Well, so. and that's, so for my book, I'm trying to figure out how did all these creatures end up on the same planet together? And how have they coexisted for all this time? Or were there wars? Who's on top? And that's where it's just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So we understand it's a hard subject to broach. So mm-hmm. I, I get why it was difficult. And especially it's a rom-com, like it's not fantasy. Like there's right. not really room for her to go in a deep dive of explaining. But that, I think that's what was lacking. I like the sister relationship for sure. Like, I love that. I hated Ursula from the beginning. Also, her name's Ursula. So like, ugh. But oh. also... <laughs> She was awful from the beginning. Like, even before the spell, she was just awful. I didn't realize how awful she was until they had their big fight. And Ursa was like, don't come to my wedding. And I was like, excuse me? I felt like she left that pretty unresolved, actually. Which leads me to think that she is going to write spinoff books. I said the same thing. Literally in my Goodreads review, I was like, I wonder if the next book will be maybe even about Ursula. Because they left that completely open. That and the two sisters. Like, I can so see it like spin off to the one sister then the other. And then to Ursula when she finally wakes up and realizes she's in love with her husband's brother. Which is complicated. <laughs> oh, God. Which also is weird because didn't this like main chick date her? Date. date the main chick. Um, Lucinda. Which I don't like that name. Lucinda mm-hmm. dated the twin brother right i think so marcus which is even weirder i don't think i would already so my cousin dated i think it's like a very small town (laughs) usually i love living in small towns like that's my that's my goal yeah (laughs) new york city this town did not make me want to live there (laughs) yeah i wish one thing i wish she had done with the town was like kind of give it its own personality uh kind of like how uh in a, a discovery of witches the house had like its own personality and was kind of sassy and communicated i felt like there was enough magic in the town that the town could have like been another character almost just thinking on some of the not that i've read a ton of witch books but generally like the town plays a big role so i feel like she kind of did it but also it was kind of not there she wrote this little like ghouls that were like or gnomes <laughs> like haunted lawn things so i feel like she had like, a touch 
and like his house was kind of magical i feel like she could have played with that a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, yeah i feel like it's hard to write like i don't you've read the other one the um the x-hex mm-hmm. was this up to par with this one or like where does that rank i didn't actually love the x-hex that much but i think i liked it better than this one the the main character in that one was kind of super annoying which is why i didn't love it but the book itself was very solid this one i actually liked the main character in this one better and i just i feel like you kind of have to take a step back and recognize like it's her debut novel there's gonna be things that she's gonna improve uh but the world building for this one was lacking also i hate to say it but the spice made me cringe <laughs> i cringe when she emailed everybody her her wish list oh. <laughs> i like, had to pause and like walk away i'm like if i if i did this i would bury myself six feet under <laughs> yeah yeah I would, uh, be, I would delete my social media i would delete myself i would run away <laughs> delete myself uh yeah no that was cringy she made some mistakes i'm, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> Which I was confused if, like, if that was the wish that emailed it or if she actually emailed it because I feel like that she wrote it down so she could have but I was confused about that but oh no I'd literally die I couldn't do it I wouldn't yeah, go no, to the, I wouldn't have gone to the reunion of course not no that was super embarrassing and then I the only thing I didn't like that part was all embarrassing we're saying it was cringe but her literal boyfriend was like She's an amazing person, but she doesn't deserve this award. And I was like, bruh, I know she doesn't deserve it, but you're her boyfriend. Like, kind of support her somehow. (laughs) No, I I cringed then. I also cringed. But I feel like that was the point of the book. Like, the point was, like, cheesy. Like, I feel like that was, like, gimmicky, cheesy moments. Mm -hmm. It's like a Hallmark movie. Like, there's parts in Hallmark where you're like, please stop talking. But, like, it's just part of the movie. Yeah. No, and that's why it would make a good, like, Halloween Hallmark movie. I don't know if they do those or if they only do Christmas. But we have to do Halloween. If not Hallmark, we need to chat. <laughs> <laughs> I did like their relationship. I love, uh, like, high school sweethearts that have been apart and come back together. I don't know. It's one of my fave tropes, I think. I think because there's, like, already history there. That's not, like, insta-love where you're, like oh my god I'm in love with them right away it's like okay it makes sense why you have these feelings that you pretty much like have harbored for 10 years like it kind of makes sense I adored that they were in that home economics ergonomics class together and like designed their future and their future house and they were going to name it sure something sure I can't remember and then at the end of the book they tied that in like their days in high school got tied in I was like oh that's perfect. That's cute. I also like why did I'm really confused about Ursula's vision with them and Ursula's telling him to go away. Like, I just need more context. I there has to be a spin-off book because what there's is, so much left unsaid about Ursula. No, that was such a B move. <laughs> like her telling him not to get in her pants or whatever. Like, I get you're looking out for her, but I think Ursula did it to sabotage, not to help. I think she did it because she was jealous of. I think she's always jealous of Lucinda because she's like the like kind of like the leader of the clan now that her grandma passed away, mm-hmm. and 
she's like out for revenge like I don't know I'm so confused by Ursula's interactions and just like overall self like I just we need answers I need answers about this woman because I don't understand her at all (laughs) yeah no because at the beginning they called her like the fourth caraway sister and so I was thinking like they're all really close it's like you and your your triplets uh I, I don't know their last name, but you and the triplets. I was thinking that's how I was imagining it. And then Ursula just ended up like being awful. And even the sisters were like, we just won't go to her wedding. And I was like, yeah, because she's that bad. Just, I don't understand what she wished for and how like, did she just wish for a perfect wedding? Like, I don't understand what, what Ursula wished for actually either. If she wished for a perfect wedding and she was like getting a perfect wedding, she sure as hell hated it a lot. <laughs> Every part of it. Because uh, <laughs> she wasn't marrying the guy she actually wants to marry. How do you get yourself in that position though? Like, how do you say yes to a man when you're in love with his brother? Yeah, I wonder if she was in love with the brother and that and that's why she started dating him so she could like spend time with the brother, or if she was dating him and then just realized she was in love with the brother. But either way. I mean, I could see how you'd get trapped in it. Like, if you've been with the guy long enough, you're, like, not going to say no, maybe. But she should have had an honest conversation with herself. I do wish Alex was a bit, would have been there when she ran the 10K. <laughs> yeah. She fell in her face. I do appreciate that. Like, it would kind of be, like, it would be too good to be true if she, like, oh, ran a 10K and then, like, just ran it perfectly first place. Like, everything just falling in place. Like, it kind of showed that, like, although they made this wish and, like, she has to do it because of this wish, like, it's not going to be perfect and, like, she's also try. Mm-hmm. So I did like that imperfect moment, but, um, man, I would have been so embarrassed. I mean, if I accidentally wished to do all these amazing things and was forced to run a 10K, I'd, I'd probably end it there. <laughs> <laughs> roll off. You don't even need to walk off. Just roll off. Just, I just... <laughs> Like, like, take a few steps and then just fall down and roll the rest of the way. <laughs> like, I tried. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope, I wish never signs me up for a 10K. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> I don't know what, well, so she actually didn't wish for it. She just wished for something exciting in her life. Yeah. So. And then I think it's because she wrote down all those things that she, like, saw herself doing. And yeah. so the wish was like, these are the things you're doing. <laughs> This is what's happening. Um, yeah, I like it. Was a cute book. It was a cute book for October. Um, I'm excited to see where this series goes because I'm convinced there's more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love supporting Forever. Like, I feel like they're the underdogs of romance books. Yeah. So I will continue to buy them. And they did those uh, Maggie Knox books you like, right? Um, they did Lucy's Core. Okay, yeah. maybe that's something you know. And then they also like the Abby Jimenez, which we did last season. I love Abby Jimenez. You know, she wrote a new book. Uh, it's I don't know, I think it's coming out, but I've seen it literally all over the place. Oh, I don't think I, I've seen it. I think it's coming out next year, and I've literally seen it everywhere. I was like, how is everyone getting a copy of this? Because I want one. And I really like Lucy Scores' book. Maggie moves on. That's what that. I'm thinking of. The name Maggie. That was one of my favorite books I read this year. It was it was awesome. So ten out of ten recommended that. <laughs> But that's a Lucy score. Um, but yeah, I did. I liked it. I didn't love it. It's well, her- it's it's funny because she in her bio says she's inspired to write happily ever afters and happy for now. 
endings. And like, is Ursula the happy for now? I feel like has to be. I feel like this definitely has to be a happy ever after because she like literally goes like the ends on them with a like a proposal. Which was super cute. Is inevitable, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not inevitable, but divorce could happen. So I guess this is a happy for now. Or someone could die. She could go full on thriller. This is why we're so morbid. <laughs> <laughs> I started a writing class and he gives his prompts. He's like, gives us 15 minutes to write. And then we have to read it out loud. And every single time I go to a dark place to write and, I, and he's like, <laughs> why? And I'm just sitting there with a smile on my face, like in person. He's like, like, are you good? <laughs> no, I, I feel that I, the only times I'm inspired to write are when I'm in a dark place. <laughs> So this girl next to me, speaking of magical things, this girl next to me in my writing class, she's from Australia. So I'm like, oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I just came in for this class. I'm like, you came in from Australia for this class? And she's like, yes. And I was like, how? And she's like, I kept on seeing the numbers 555 everywhere I looked, like of the clock, any like houses, anything 555. And she had this urge to take a writing class. So she Googled writing classes for beginners. And the place Gotham writing comes up and the address is 555. So she's like, let's do it. And she flies across the world with her sister and lives in New York for six weeks and just taking this writing class. What? And she's good. Like she writes poems and she is just, her stuff is good. That's a, we could write a whole last novel with that as the plot. Seriously, like, oh my god. So yeah, she's really cool. Um, I have a friend crush on her. I added her on, on Instagram and I want to get her number so I can be like, can we get coffee and write together? Can we have her on the podcast? <laughs> her accent is so cool too. But yeah, I was like blown away from her her thing right there. So because you yeah. told me you can do the class online, right? Yeah, you could do it virtually. I guess she just wanted to like she just had this urge to come to New York and I was like, damn, like I just feel like she's going to be some like a be someone one day. Her name's oh. Ruby Black too. Like what an author last name that is. Like oh, it's Ruby name. Rose Black is her, her middle name's Rose. Oh, I hate her already, but I want to be her. Like <laughs> just write a novel already, like I'll buy it. <laughs> Seriously, that is so crazy. I really feel like that is the plot of a book and she should write it. She should 100%. And her sister's just taking a business class business writing class while she's there just so she could be with her sister like she was just like oh yeah along for the ride I'm that also is... like people do for a living but I didn't get that far <laughs> well yeah because like rent in New York right now is super pricey so if she's like subletting or Airbnb for just six weeks that's gonna be really expensive uh, she's from New Zealand I forgot to mention I thought she said Australia. she's from New Zealand but okay. she said it's like a an employee's market over there and then like employers will like give anything to keep employees so I really want to go to New Zealand, so please befriend her so that I can, like, go stay with her because I am desperate to go to New Zealand. Her And I, and her writing is good. Like, everyone has to read their work, which is cringe, but you get used to it. Um, and her stuff, like, I hate reading after her because it's just good. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> There's also this guy next to me, and he's like, I just fell out taking a writing class. I don't really know. And every time, his writing is just so funny. Like, and he has this kind of accent um and you can like kind of like 
it's a little choppy of English, but it's hilarious. Like I, everyone's laughing out loud and I was like, how do I become like this? He doesn't even have any writing training. He just like popped in. He's like, oh, this looks like fun. <laughs> and, th and then you get on and you're like, and then the cat died and the human died and I was sad and then I died. <laughs> Uh, there was one girl comment on my, she's like uh because I think I had a line and I was like and I watched the fan go round and round and round and I was like so relatable <laughs> were, you, were you in your like Bella headspace when Edward goes away and Bella's just sitting there and time is passing by I forgot what the prompt was it was like uh I'm lost I said even though I knew she was she was asleep so it was like I went to this space where like I was dealing with trauma, but I didn't want to wake my wife up. So I just internally dealt with this trauma and it was, that was where the space I was in. I don't know why it was kind of crazy where people like went with that. Um, some people went to like divorce and like they, mm -hmm. they said they wanted divorce, but the person was sleeping. Like people like went cool places. Um, I just went to a dark place. Of course. I don't know why I went on a writing tangent, but yeah, taking writing class. Stay tuned, folks. I'm trying to get Spurs to do it online because I think it'd be really good for her. I feel like it'd be better if it was in person, though, because if I do it online, I'll skimp. He really makes like online, I think they make you like participate as well, though. Hmm. So I don't think it'll be as easy to skimp, but he's very also like my instructor is very like. Uh, like a hot mess but like in a creative kind of way like you just like know he's an artist yeah and he's just like all over the place like he's like spewing ideas and spewing ideas and you're just like chaos but I kind of like it because I feel like if I had structure for creative writing they're like okay we're gonna do this this and this and they're like okay and then be creative I would have trouble I like I kind of like his chaos because like it lets me have freedom to be crazy but yeah no I like it I recommend him as a teacher for sure um we shall see I am behind on my reading goal because of this but it's a good thing that's good. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's very cool. Maybe you'll be the next writer of a forever romance. My name isn't cool enough. Kayla Hawkins. Like, <laughs> have you ever heard an author with the last name with a burger in it? <laughs> I know it's German, but there has to be German authors out there, right? Like, I think, I think you should go with your middle name. Just be Kayla Ann. <laughs> For rom -com. My name is Lori. I guess you can go with that. Lori Hockenberger? <laughs> my grandmother's maiden name is Lori. Oh, okay. Her instead of Hock, like she actually gave up Lori for Hockenberger, so like never. But I could use her maiden name because you know my, my mom's maiden name is like freaking Italian Sicilian, like it's also a mouthful. <laughs> so like I have zero options here, and I feel like Anne is too short to make like I don't know. I need a pen name. Hockenberger's that's not gonna sell them. I was thinking that too about what I was going to do for my name because Marissa Joe would be super cute for like rom-coms, but I'm probably not going to write rom-coms. So I feel like I have to go with the Marissa LaRue. I think it's still a nice ring to it though. But I'll go with Marissa J. LaRue. I like that. For my thrillers and killer books. Okay. What do you rank this book? Rate or not rank? Rate. I think I gave it a 3.5 out of 5 on uh, Goodreads. I think it's like, yeah, between a 3.5 and a 4 for me, I rounded up on Goodreads. Um, same, same. I think it's a really good de debut novel. Um, and I would read something else by her, for sure. Especially something in this series. Yeah, I'm curious about um, 
this grove. I also wonder, is it like really exists? Like, can I visit? Well, she is from New Jersey. Maybe there's a, uh, <clears throat> maybe it's like uh, the lady who wrote Harry Potter, how people say she's a muggle. Maybe, maybe Celestine Martin is actually a witch. Does it? Discovery witches make you feel like witches are like real. And we just don't know about it. Yeah. Like I totally, totally believe that. Unless I'm a witch just throwing you off my site right now. I know. Although I feel like you'd tell me after a while. I feel like I'd realize like if you were like glowing. <laughs> I am always super pale on calls. And actually one of the partners at my job said, are you that pale? Cause you don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, you live in Arizona. You should be tan. <laughs> like so I'm showing it skin cancer. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I wear sunscreen. My goodness. <laughs> okay. Let's do our sign off. Thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And make sure to tune in next week as we talk about It Girl by Ruth Ware. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. Have a good night. And follow Marissa's new blog at sidecharacterenergy.com. Have a good night. <laughs>